ACT respectfully acknowledges the traditional landowners, the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people, whose land we are working on today, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We also acknowledge and pay our respects to the Aboriginal people who draw their ancestral lines from this land. Hi, today we're going to be talking about the helpline and its services at Legal Aid ACT. What is your role at Legal Aid? Uh, my role is I am one of the coordinators of the helpline at Legal Aid. Yes, and I am just a paralegal. Um, so same position, but obviously Sylvie's our coordinator. So Yeah, so my name's Jonathan and I'm one of the helpline paralegals here at Legal Aid. How has your role changed your perspective of law, study or life in general? Great. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question because I feel like Working at Legal Aid really touches on, on all those areas. I guess, go with life first. I guess one thing that's interesting is you see with Legal Aid what it, what it looks like when people have to go to court for matters. And you can see that when it goes to court, like it's, it is quite hard. I guess one of the other things kind of on the other hand is that sometimes people have a lot more rights than they realize. So sometimes it is good to go to a lawyer because sometimes something's happened to you and you kind of just assume, oh yeah, look, like that's just life, but no, it's not life. Like, you know, you're actually entitled to like a lot more than you realize. So it's been interesting from that regard in terms of life, the importance of trying to resolve issues where you can. So when something's happened to you and it's really affected you, often you do have more rights than you realize and that's good to know about. And I guess that relates to my studies a bit. It's interesting. I mean, I'm studying like the law and be a lawyer, um, but a lot of the study, whilst I enjoy it, it's quite theoretical. At Legal Aid is really good because we get to see it put into practice. And in some ways you realize your studies prepare you quite well, but there's some things your studies don't prepare you well for at all. And so understanding how the justice system works, I think Legal Aid gets a real insight into that. That's been really useful. And then, yeah, I think the last thing is just for life is also just like, you know, treasure those relationships, those family relationships, because we get a lot of family matters and you can see how difficult things get when those break down. So they're really important and yeah, you wanna be grateful for those and, and keep them as much as possible. Yeah, so I think the main thing is really just considering law is about people and hearing people's stories as they call up the helpline, yeah, has been really amazing to see, I guess, to get a perspective of law that's, that's first and foremost about um, people. I think that it has changed my perspective massively. I think that what you learn in law school it's quite different to how law is in reality, mm. especially like your actual engagement with clients. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that could ever be taught in yeah. a unit at uni. Mm. I think it's more about that practical element. Obviously in law school, a lot, a lot of things are theoretical, right? So when you actually start working in a firm or working here at Legal Aid ACT, you get that engagement and that constant, like, I guess, not access, but connection to clients really. So I think it makes law seem more realistic and mm. a lot more complicated than, yeah. <laughs> than it seems. Definitely, mm. definitely more complicated. Yeah. Can you give, give us an example of when you felt it was more complicated than you expected it to be? I think at least for me, you're taught legislation and you're taught how to interpret legislation. But 
that's one thing. Then when you're talking to a client and you're trying to actually work out what their legal issue is, I'd say that's like the biggest part. Mm, (laughs) It's the hardest part because, you know, once you know what the issue is, Mm. what law is relevant, you know, that's fine. You can look at Preston and stuff. But actually working out what the client needs and how you can assist them, I think, is the complicated part. I agree. I really agree with that. I think the issue sometimes is a client doesn't actually realize what their problem is and they might give you more information than you need. And Mm. so our main job really is trying to figure out what exactly is the problem and how we can help and whether or not like maybe they have to go somewhere else to get help. Yeah. Um, So that's the tough part, I think, is trying to understand what exactly is the legal problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What areas of law do you help with? That's such a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, so many areas of law. Mm, A lot. Yeah, for sure. Where do you even begin? We can list. I think let's list. Okay. Yeah. Debt. Mm -hmm. Um, Family violence. Mm -hmm parenting arrangements, criminal law, Mm -hmm. so drink driving, Mm -hmm. any other assault, (laughs) everything that's simple and everything that's complicated. Um, We don't help with parking fines. We don't. Uh, don't. (laughs) What else? Um, We do a lot of like civil matters as well. So like traffic infringements, obviously we said debt already. Like, we don't do wills and estates. Um, We don't do power of attorney things. (laughs) We do help with um, tenancy advice. Mm. We try and reserve our assistance for tenants. Mm. Um, We actually have a separate line to assist tenants who need legal advice or assistance. Mm. We also have a youth law service as well, which obviously um, is focused on youths and helping them with any legal issues they have. yeah as well we've also got an employment clinic Mm. so we can assist with employment matters Mm. that includes unfair dismissal Mm. we have an older people's legal service we can assist older people 65 and above and if they are the protected person under a guardianship or a power of attorney then we can assist them too Mm. is there anything else there's so much more and I can't even do it. <laughs> it's so hard to list it all, um, but I think we assist with a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. What are your plans after uni? So I'm hoping to be a lawyer when I finish my degree. Yeah, so I think I'd love to continue to be able to help people in the same ways that I've been able to do that in the helpline. Oh, <laughs> man. I... Definitely think I want to stay in the community law space. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe try working in a gov grad program. But I think ultimately I'd come back to community Community law, law. maybe criminal. I think it's one of those things where once you try working in a community firm, you don't really want to leave. Like it's quite comfortable (laughs) and we like what we do. We like helping the people that we help. So venturing out can be a little bit scary but I think for me I have gained a strong passion for family law whilst working here um so I probably would want to either stay and do family law or also venture out and do family law elsewhere so yeah yeah 
Have you studied any lawyers or other lawyers um, through the course? Um, yeah, the experience has been really helpful. Um, unfortunately, because I mean, I've been working at Legal Aid for for uh, about four, four to five months now, um, but just for various reasons, I, I might I haven't quite been able to do as much of the shadowing as some other people. But in the shadowing I have done, it's useful for us because it gives us um, a better understanding of, of the broader structure of Legal Aid, because we're really the first port of call. And so we're trying to understand um, when we're taking the calls, what, what legal services um, are best suited. And suddenly, um, uh, a, a lot of the time we're referring people to duty services, which is where people don't have their own personal lawyer within legal aid, but they're kind of getting this one-off assistance. And it can be difficult sometimes to determine whether which duty services is the right one or whether a, a duty service is actually going to be able to achieve the, the help required or they really need the more extensive assistance of being on a grant of aid, which where you have your personal lawyer or alternatively just um, just like you know, legal aid is not really going to be able to help. So having doing that shadowing helps us understand better what those duty services do, what they're able to achieve, uh, and they are able to achieve a lot. But sometimes it's the case that someone's matter, um, the issue they want resolved, you just won't be able to resolve, be able to resolve in, uh, you know, just like a couple of, of one-hour sessions. Um, so it just helps us make those decisions at the triaging stage better. Yes, we got to shadow the DVU, so the domestic violence unit at the magistrates' court. Mm. So there is a little bit of family law there, but it's mm. mainly uh, family, violence family violence and yeah. matters related to that. Yeah, that was such an invaluable experience. Mm. I think absolutely. absolutely. Um, our job primarily is referring people to the DVU, and that's pretty much where our assistance kind of ends. Mm. So to actually get to see beyond that yeah. and then you know recognizing oh, I referred that client yeah. to the domestic violence unit and now they're getting ongoing assistance mm. uh, is really cool I it's think just process. also seeing how the court runs and how they handle um, return conferences mm. and just that overall process just because generally speaking our role was to just give information we don't really get to see how it all plays out so mm. as you're saying just seeing how clients are actually assisted by lawyers is such a yeah, really great experience. Yeah. Mm. In Helpline, we've been able to shadow a range of uh, different lawyers. So we've done criminal lawyers and family lawyers and also lawyers in our general practice doing the, the civil kind of things as well. And it's been really amazing to see, kind of get a range of uh, what, what legal aid does and, and how we can help people in the community. Is there anyone at Legal Aid or Mirena or supervisor or even a friend that has inspired you? I think seeing how particularly the, the lawyers, how they work when they're, they're, they're so busy and how they, they work so hard to help people and, and that's really something that's, um, yeah, that's really inspiring to see, um, to see that the passion of, of the people. Oh, I feel like yes. Like, I feel like that's definitely mm. But mm. who and when? It's hard. It happens yeah. a lot. I think that in, at, at Legal Aid, you're surrounded by really incredible lawyers. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so pretty much any engagement you have with yeah. a lawyer... Is a great engagement. ...is, is <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, I really love... I think what's inspiring is listening to Bridie mm. <laughs> give advice. Um, she's such an exceptional oh, she is. lawyer. And yeah. um, just, I don't know, it's like if when I'm a solicitor, I want to be like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. that's the kind of lawyer I want to be. Mm. Um, so that's inspiring. 
I think also I just seeing how lawyers engage with clients mm. and just like how they break down law, how they break down the process to clients to make it you know, easier for them to understand. I think that that's been really like inspiring. And I think even when we become solicitors one day, that's going to be our main, like, yeah, you know, our main thing is just to focus on really explaining to clients what's going on so that they're not left, you know, in the wind because obviously law is very complicated and it's hard to understand. And so the job of lawyers is to really, you know, move clients yeah. along through the process. So I think being able to see how our legal aid lawyers do that has been incredible. Yeah, I agree. How do you help callers with stress? I think taking time for them, allowing them to have time to mm. collect their thoughts. Yeah. And not talking too quickly. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big one. Not yeah. talking too quickly. Um, really <laughs> slowing down. And I think sometimes the trick is to just give clients a moment to explain what's going on for them. Yeah. Like sometimes we try to interrupt to just sort of, you yeah. know, bring everything back to the actual yeah. legal issue. But I think sometimes you do have to be a bit understanding and allow a client to, you know, just yeah. go on a little bit about what's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's a balancing act. Yeah. So you can't let the conversation derail too significantly yep, or absolutely. have them re-traumatise themselves by going into yeah. unnecessary details. Yeah. So, you know, balancing getting enough information to make a referral to, mm. s to know what legal assistance they need, yeah. but also kind of keeping it as, as narrow and as quick because, mm. I mean, it's not ever really a pleasant call. Oh, of course. Having to get legal advice. <laughs> And I think, I, just to interrupt you there, sorry, I think a really great thing that we have here at Legal Aid is like the non-legal support as well. Mm. So if you can see that a client is quite like vulnerable and quite um, stressed or upset, um, liaising them to the support team is also a really great thing. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah, kind definitely. of helps to at least give them extra support that's not just the legal support. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any tips for callers? Something they might oh. like. Oh my God, yes. Great question. Um, oh, look, it's a tough one. I mean, often when people are, are, are calling up, um, they're calling up, you know, in quite a heightened state of, of emotion. Um, I mean, that, that, there's a scale with that, obviously. But, um, you know, people calling legal aid, usually something's happened, usually not good. So uh, I'd be hesitant to kind of be too, uh, you know, didactic towards callers being like, you know, you should you should be thinking about this because I understand when, when you're in that emotional state, it's, it's not going to be easy. But I guess one thing maybe to remember is, is what's kind of the, what's the outcome you're looking for when you come to legal aid. Uh, sometimes people talk all about this stuff that's happened to them and I understand you might want to vent, but that's probably not, it's probably not the best place to be doing that because you're not talking to trained counsellors and it's going to maybe sidetrack um, from, from the, the process that you need. And so, you know, as, as paralegals or even lawyers, we, we might miss things if you don't kind of stick to the right details. So I'd have in mind, what is the outcome you're looking for and what do you understand your legal issue to be? Because that will help us to assist you the best and will help to make that assistance the most efficient possible, which is important not just for helping you um, with your legal issue, but it also helps us to get to other people. And I, I think most people I've spoken with, um, you know, they're, they're all reasonable people in general. And so I think they'd understand that you know, as much as you yourself might have a very pressing legal issue, we want to be able to help as many people as possible. And so dealing with things efficiently is important. <laughs> kind of like 
And I know we said this and client, it's really hard to know what kind of legal assistance you yeah, need, but like kind of have a vague idea mm. of precisely what advice you're looking for. Yes. Maybe not the entire life story, yeah. but like, but like yeah. this is my legal issue. This mm -hmm. is what I want assistance with. Yeah. Um, I know that it's hard. It's really that it's hard. simple. Mm. <laughs> documents. Yeah. If documents. you're needing advice, if you have documents. Absolutely. Then solicitors can read over mm. and send them to us. Yes. <laughs> and also I think a big one is like clients actually calling themselves. Because yeah. sometimes we have a lot of people who call on behalf of another relative oh, yeah. or another family member. So I think sometimes maybe getting that family member or that other person to call us directly yeah. makes it a lot easier. And us. also being patient because we are mm. a very, very busy service. <laughs> yeah. We have live calls, so we answer them live, but mm. we also have a callback system and yeah. sometimes especially when it's been a busy week, mm. you know, it can take a day or two yeah. to get back to some people and Absolutely. just to please be patient. We <laughs> do try our best. I think that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. That's a really big one. Patience, yeah. please. <laughs> oh, oh, today was a big day. Today was a big day. I think we were sitting at about 90. Yeah, 90. 90 callbacks. <laughs> We're down to like 40, I so know. we've done well. I know. It is <laughs> actually well. a miracle that we got it down to yeah, 40. it was. And the day before today, we had 150. Yeah. So a lot of calls, yeah. a lot of callbacks. <laughs> so patience is key. Yep. Yep. Patience <laughs> is key. We will get back to you eventually. Yeah. What have you learned as a helpline? A lot. A lot. A lot, a lot more information than I, yeah, yeah. I realize. I think um, you don't really realize the amount of extra information you need to know. I think for me, the one thing I've learned is all the other organizations that we have here in the ACT that can provide support. Mm. Um, I personally did not know all the other resources that are around, but I think now that I do, I've been able to also let my friends know of these resources. So it's not just. Yeah. me learning for um, clients it's also just like us learning to help those who we have in our lives as well that's so true yeah, yeah definitely I think also just like <clears throat> I don't know I mean at least for me this was one of my first like kind of proper yeah, legal same. jobs same. so yeah. my understanding of how law firms operate or community legal centers operate was totally different to oh, when I actually got here mm. um, equally as busy uh, but um, I think it's really interesting to see how, at least in ACT Legal Aid, how it works as a system and how yeah. each of us have has a really important role yeah. and it kind of helps all the other roles and we're, like, interconnected. interconnected. <laughs> I think that's the one thing I did not realise is how, like, interconnected we are mm -hmm. in the legal system. Yeah. Sometimes I think as a client it might seem like it's all very separate, it's different resources, different organisations. But in reality, we're all very connected and we tend to refer, um, you know, people to victim support and victim support might refer people to us. So it's all very just like interconnected and interwoven. Yeah. 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 Do you think that connection benefits the clients more often or the community as an organisation or the system as a whole? Do you think that um, benefits hmm. to both or only to the clients more? 
I think both. Absolutely. I think it benefits clients. I mean, but it definitely benefits the organizations yeah. because I think we all support each other Absolutely. in our own way. Mm, mm. I think especially like in ACT, it's not that big. Yeah. So you really do have quite a lot of interaction with the mm. same organizations. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think even for the client, if we don't have capacity to assist them in some way, we can always just make a referral to another organization. And with us making that internal referral, it prevents the client from having to you know, retell the story or relive through mm. the trauma. So it is quite yeah. beneficial that we're all connected um, in that way. I think so. Yeah. What have you learned as a health mind paralegal? Oh, okay. Um, well, I've learned I've learned a lot about law that I didn't know about before. So I didn't know anything about tenancy law. We get a lot of tenancy cases, a lot. Learned a lot about that. Didn't really know anything about family law. It was an elective that I took at the university, and I've learned a lot about that too. So areas of the law, um, area, I have studied some other areas. Like I've studied criminal law, I've studied employment law. It sharpened my understanding of those areas. So it just makes you aware of a broad variety of different legal areas. So that's certainly one thing. I guess it helped you kind of understand, I was talking a bit before about how how things work in practice. So some of the little important things like a filing and the importance of procedural fairness, the rules of evidence, how a lot of that stuff works is, is important. Uh, the importance of uh, confidentiality and um, legal professional privilege, all that sort of thing. Um, is is really important so i i think at legal aid um what, one of the things i really enjoy about it is we got such a broad variety of matters and it really challenges you it makes you think on your feet always relating to people from different walks of life and like these are a lot of cliches but i think in legal aid they're actually really applicable because like i'll have a call i've been working here for five or six months now and i'll still have calls just throw up situations that i couldn't have contemplated myself and that i haven't really really been prepared for necessarily and that's why like we're so lucky to have such a great structure around us we've got a really knowledgeable team um, we've got a lot of lawyers within you know other areas of the practice so we're always very generous with our time if we need to lean on them but at legal aid because you know we're more accessible to, to broader sections of the community we get that full range of matters and for my personal learning that's great and it also i think it just makes you more aware of of our community um you know i guess growing up i'm only so young uh, I've, I've had experiences, you know, um, with different aspects of, of the community, but those experiences are only so broad. And I think legal aid, working at legal aid relating to different people has helped me engage with, extend that, um, which is, I think is really important because I, I think, you know, it's just being able to relate to people who are different to you, to empathize with those people is a really key life skill. And it's just good for our community and society if, we, if people can do that better. So yeah, legal has given me a lot and I'm very grateful for that. I think I've learned a range of things um, about the law and also about people as well. Um, I think learning kind of the, the breadth of, of law that we that we do. So um, on the helpline, we assist people in a range of different areas. And so, um, yeah, being able to kind of get familiar with a lot of different areas of law has been really cool. How have you seen justice in your role as like a frontline? Ah, that's a good question. I think because often we're the um, first point of contact between the community and a legal service, mm. sometimes for the first time in someone's life, if it's a young person or, you know, it's, you know, the 10th time they've called in a week, it's really important that 
you know, especially if someone's kind of worked up the courage to make this call, mm. that their interaction is a positive one where yeah. they feel like yeah. it was a good decision to yeah, engage. Absolutely. Um, and that we don't just turn them away with mm. nothing in their hands, even if it, it's a legal matter that we can't assist with. Yeah. So wills and estates that we provide them with services that Alternatives. can. Mm. Um, because, you know, coming to terms with needing legal support can be one. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And if people have built up the courage, it's really mm. important that we we reward that <laughs> at least with some sort of assistance. Yeah. And I think I think one of the things is clients tend to come with us with perhaps a, a negative um, opinion about the justice system and about yeah. like lawyers and maybe they've had like bad experiences so I think being the first point of contact like what you were saying we have a massive role in making it a positive experience yeah. as much as we can um, and I think a really great thing about the commission because we are all so connected sometimes you will end up um, finding out that a client was helped and they did have to go to court and the court case was successful so it's it I think also yeah. gives us a bit of like reassurance in the justice system as well yeah. to see that okay maybe a client came in maybe it, things weren't going very well yeah. and we've been able to at least provide them some positive um, experiences in the justice system yeah mm. I agree there's an artwork on your wall in the arts helpline um, oh. has that I don't know, inspired you or made you go, oh, that's pretty, or like, I don't know, when you're having a cup of tea and just like, <laughs> has yeah. that made you feel like, I don't know, any kind of emotions or? Yeah, I think it's really nice. It is. I think it's nice. I'm like to closing look at. my eyes and visualizing it now. Mm. Yes. No. You know what? It does. It makes me feel really positive coming into work, as mm. opposed to like a blank, like white mm. or cream wall, and you're just like, ugh. You got like really pretty lines that you can trace with your eyes mm. when you're like, you know, kind of doing work yeah. or you're on a call and. Mm. Yeah. No, I think it's lovely. It's beautiful to look at. And I think yeah. sometimes we need a bit of a circuit breaker from the calls. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, another really cool thing that we have is a wall of joy. So, oh, yeah. like, really great comments that we get. Sometimes we just pop them on that wall. And when you're having a moment, you can just have a read and have a laugh and, yeah, yeah. just take your mind off calls. Got, like, photos of people's pets. We do. And uh, it's actually really it's chaos, yeah. but then Great you've got quotes. this beautiful artwork yeah. that kind of comes out in between. It's nice. Yeah. There's also like names of our like other past employees as I well. Know. So it's always good to just like look up, see the name, and just like think about all the good memories as well. So yeah, yeah. it's the wall of joy. It's the wall of joy. <laughs> Thank you. So welcome, Mia. First, I'd like to get a short introduction about you and your art. Very different to what I was doing back in 2017 when I made the mural piece. I mostly focus on ceramics now, um, but at the time I was very into doing wall art and immersive artworks. Yeah. Okay. What inspired you to create the artwork in Helpline? Does it have a name? It does not have a name. Never thought of naming it before. <laughs> wasn't so much inspiration as uh, one of the people in the office reached out to me after seeing another work that I had done um, at a cafe that I was working at at the time. They thought it was a really wonderful opportunity to create a nice space for everyone to work in and just create a bit of relief, I guess, from the 
day-to-day sort of content that everyone deals with. Um, for the artist in the helpline, what does it represent? Basically, I don't think it's particularly deep, <laughs> um, but I personally have found always that like spending time in the bush and in nature is very therapeutic and uh, I hate being inside <laughs> for long periods of time, which I think is very synonymous with office work. Um, so I think the idea was to kind of bring a little bit of that into the space and yeah, it's just nice to be around. What draws you to making wall art or is it like a, a particular theme that comes through in the work or? Yeah, so generally I would say I'm very interested in making sort of immersive artworks and installations. I think uh, removing from the like kind of white box space of artwork is, of like gallery spaces and stuff like that can be quite um, like ostracizing to people and makes art really unapproachable. So I think having things where it's like on the walls or like on the floor, it, it's very like engaging and it reaches out to a lot more people who wouldn't usually get access to that sort of thing. Mm. Does that make, I don't know if that answers the question. No, I think it does. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like legal aid workers to take away from the artwork itself? What should they hear? What should they think about? Spending more time on themselves, probably. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of At the Heart of Legal Aid. Please tune in to our next episode, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and Google Podcasts. If you need any legal assistance, please call our helpline on 1300 654 314. We are available from 8.30 to 7 from Monday to Thursday and 8.30 to 5 on Friday.